Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. A major video game franchise is getting adapted to TV. We got an update on Lethal Weapon. And DC is just a mess. <laughs> Welcome to the newest episode of SDW. Super Dario World! It's a me, Dario. Let's go. All right. As always, any comments, questions, or suggestions, you can find me at Dario the Show on Instagram or at Super Dario Period World. I'm gonna try to keep this short. I stayed up extremely late yesterday. I was finishing the new open. Uh, this wasn't it, in case you didn't notice. I'm having issues finding a new song. Like, I I kind of want to keep this one, uh, but I'm also, all right, if I'm doing, like, a reboot thing, maybe I should find a new one. I don't know. Point is, I stayed up stupidly late for no stu- for a stupid reason. Anyway, uh, let's get to the topic so that I can get out of here quickly. We have a big, big, big piece of news. Uh, Amazon has announced that they have acquired the rights and are planning on creating a TV show based on the video game franchise, Fallout. Fallout, if you've never played it, if you don't know what it's about, it's own well, it was created by Bethesda Studios. And basically, post-apocalyptic future where humanity were where you were hiding in a vault for uh, for uh, well, it depends on the game. It's how long you've been you've been waiting there. Uh something I believe like almost hundred years. I don't know. Off the top of my head, I don't know. But uh yeah, you you've been hiding in a vault for a long time. You get released humanity gets released. And it's a post-apocalyptic world, nuclear wasteland with a bunch of really gnarly living beings out there. They're very different. Um, some of them are in different. Uh, the, the franchise is very vast, uh, but it mostly takes place in America. It's very, very dark, but also very funny. It's harsh. It's um, it's kind of like a a B movie, a B nuclear movie fantasy. So. It's it's actually fun. It's it's a fun franchise. I recommend it. Uh, the interesting thing here is that they actually hired. They already have uh, showrunners for it, and the the creators of Westworld got hired to adapt the series, which I find it really interesting. By the way, if you immediately got excited by oh my god, you mean J.J. Abrams? No, not J.J. Abrams. Unfortunately, uh, the <laughs> the other creators of of Westworld, Jonathan Nolan and Lisa Joy. Now. Westworld kind of fell out, and uh, after season two, most people were like, um, I'm not into it anymore. It's very confusing. I understand that feeling perfectly. Uh, so I'm a little bit concerned. However, I mean, Lisa Joy, I don't know her that well. Mainly, the the, the biggest thing she's done is probably either Burn, o- Burn Notice or Westworld. Um, I don't know her. I don't follow her career that well. However, Jonathan Nolan, I am a big fan of. You may know him as the brother of one Christopher Nolan. He's also written a whole bunch of stuff with him. Like he, he wrote Interstellar, The Prestige, The Dark Knight, The Dark Knight Rises. So, great writer, 
great, great, highly talented writer. So it also it means that there's a possibility that Mike Christopher might get in there for a few sh- for a few episodes. I don't know, but it, honestly, it's a good start. Um, Amazon is getting into the video game adaptation game. So far, Amazon has proven that they're really interested in making high quality content, high quality, high quality shows. They're not afraid of taking risks. They're not. Um, they don't pull punches, and which they they would definitely have to go. Um, they could. They will uh, depend because the humor is very dark in Fallout, so they would have to. I, I, it has to be rated R. I, I'm. I mean, it's based on a video game, so they might go PG thirteen, but ideally they go for the hard R. And uh, like I said, Amazon is not is not afraid. They're not shy. Or at least they haven't been shy so far in either investing on on big titles that they have and actually staying true to the original material as much as they can. At least from the things that I've seen. I've liked what Amazon has done so far. Now, the big question here is, will they stick to the formula that they really that they showed with the boys season two. I really hope so. I really hope so. And the formula is they release three episodes one day and then another episode every single week. So like every Friday of every single week. That to me, that is the ideal formula for a TV show. I can't believe that I actually miss having like a weekly thing. Having something to look forward to every week. At first I thought that binge watching stuff was the best. Not so much. Now, I need, uh, well, it. I like binge watching stuff, but I also like having something to look forward to every week. So hopefully we go back to that formula. So it's, uh, they, they just acquired it. They just announced it. So it's probably going to be a while. If I have to make a guess, uh, we probably won't see anything until 2022, maybe 2023. Also, it depends on, on when studios are back up and running again. Uh, but yeah, it probably won't see anything until 2022. However, good good writing team so far, uh, and uh, good studio. So honestly, I- I'm excited for this one. It could be a lot of fun. We also have news, uh, an update on Lethal Weapon Five, which for some reason it's being called the reboot, but it- it's also being called Lethal Weapon Five, and it's got Danny Glover and <laughs> Mel Gibson in it. So I don't know how it's a reboot, but all right, whatever. Uh, for years, for years, there has been speculation and uh, a desire for there to be a sequel to the to the this popular franchise. And uh, uh, earlier this year, it was confirmed that uh, there was a Lethal Weapon Five in the works, and that uh, Danny Glover and Mel Gibson were on board with the project. So, Danny Glover spoke in an interview uh, very recently where they were asking him if. Uh, asking him about the movie because, you know, there was a pandemic and lockdowns and all that stuff and everything got delayed. And he confirmed, he first off, he confirmed that there was a conversation and there is something of a plan uh, that, that came about in January. And I'll read you the rest of the quote. I don't want to give away the plot of the script that I read, but I found the plot had very strong relevance to some of the things that are happening today. I can't say that. I, I, I can say that. But that was in January. History changes so fast, but yes, there's been talk about it. I can only tell you, if it does happen, there's something extraordinary in it. If Lethal Weapon gives us some sort of contribution to understanding a little bit more, it would be interesting to do. It would be interesting to see how we take this within the political framework we're in, the economic framework that we're in, and especially that framework as opposed to the communities that 
have been affected by the kind of police violence, the kind of police standards, and the power that they exert as well. And and what would be interesting from that vantage point is wow, what the hell is this? Uh, is what that attempt could be like in this particular moment. So that's the quote. Um, and it brings up an interesting topic. I recently had a conversation with a friend of mine who's an author, and uh, I was talking about his, his next book. I was like, hey, so when is it coming out? And he's like, ah, no, I got to do, I, I got to go back and do a whole bunch of rewrites. I was like, why? Because my book, what I was writing, took place in like April 2020, and he started writing it in 2019. <laughs> and so the pandemic hit. And so it's like, yeah, it would be really stupid for me to just like, for my characters to pretend that nothing's happening. It's, it would be like having characters in Germany in 1945 and then like not talking about Hitler or, or the Great War or something. And so it's like, oh, okay, well, that makes perfect sense. But it's it started making me think like, well, how is this going to affect uh, what we see now? Because, I mean, he kind of alludes to it right here. Lethal Weapon is a, is a, it's, it's a franchise about cops. It's a, body, it's a buddy cop. And so there's been a, a very strong movement against cops lately, which is really stupid. But uh, it's the, let's call it the political climate right now. That's how he said it. So, are they going to be taking their side? Hopefully, they will. Uh, but it's Hollywood. Hollywood is not known for for, <laughs> for t- taking those types of decisions or making the right ones. And so it it's it's an interesting uh, proposition because if they already had a script and they liked it, but they're like, oh man, shit went shit went crazy. Let's adapt it to it. We could see something really fun, like really really fun, because these are old old school cops, right? It, they should be retired, right? Gibson and uh, Murtog, well, Murtog should be retired for sure. For fucking sure. So it could be like uh, they see the, the climate right now and they feel like they need to come back to help or uh, or maybe there's the middle of the riots and they have to protect their community. It, it could be, it could lead to a lot of interesting stuff. Honestly, I don't mind the, I don't mind if they change it at all. Um, uh, it could be interesting. It's a good opportunity. I'm not looking forward to how I predict that pretty much every single show or movie for the next year is going to have to be somehow related to the pandemic. Somehow. They're going to have to... These idiots are going to have to throw their political punches. They're going to have to throw their political messages. And I, I fucking hate it. Hate it. I, I, I'm i on the Ricky Gervais camp of just, you know, like just... <laughs> Just take your award, shut the fuck up, all right? Nobody cares what you have to say, or at least on that topic. So I'm, I don't mind it on if it's interesting. Honestly, if it's interesting, if it's well, if it's a story that's well told, that it's a, that's a, like that that's been as consistently as good as the lethal as the lethal weapon franchise has been. I'm cool with it. But if it's just going to be a whole bunch of artsy fartsy movies that are just like, oh, to, okay. This is my issue. I don't like it when uh, a movie has an agenda. I don't like it when a show has an agenda. I don't like it when a video game has an agenda. It annoys me. The one that, well, an agenda other than making a good X. So your agenda should be, I am making a good movie. I'm telling a good story. I'm making a good video game. That should be priority number one in your agenda. If I feel like you're starting to ram stuff down my throat, 
I will hate it automatically, even if it's something I agree with. All right. You might be making something that I agree with. If I feel like you're trying to force something down my throat, I will hate it. Movies have messages. Yes. Agreed. They, they art has a purpose and it has a message. And I completely agree with that. And it's okay to, to put your beliefs in them. However, they should be secondary to the, the main objective, which is making a good movie. And sometimes you have to make sacrifices and it's hard. Trust me, it's hard. I've been there. You end up writing characters that you hate, but that they make the story better. You characters end up making decisions that you hate, but they make the story better. So anyway, uh, that was my rant for that. Point is, I'm excited, and uh, I, well, I'm excited for the for the Lethal Weapon version of of the events of 2020. Uh, we'll see how I feel about all the other stuff, but right now, Lethal Weapon is cool. <laughs> Finally, last but not least, uh, DC, they've been in the news a lot lately, DC Comics, specifically the DC Cinematic Universe, because it's a fucking dumpster fire. Like it's, it's, it's very, very complicated, and I don't understand why this seems like kind of an easy process, and they could have just copied exactly what Marvel did in terms of structure. The, uh, here's the problem. It's a, it's in a... It's failure of leadership here, right? No, they didn't assign somebody to be ahead of their universe and everything kind of just went to shit. And so that's, to me, that seems to be like the big issue. But I'll, I'll, I'll get the easy one out of the way. So as I've mentioned on uh, on previous podcast, David Ayer, directed, da- director David Ayer, who directed Suicide Squad, uh has there there's been a push for for him to to re-release Suicide Squad his original version whatever and now apparently he has confirmed that the big bad that he that the villain of the movie is not who he had planned originally um he was I'll just read you this uh, somebody asked him on Twitter who was the villain in your cut was it the big CGI guy at the end of your idea uh or was the big CGI guy at the end of your idea his response was there was supposed to be a parademon boss fight that got killed in prep, so it was a boss fight with Incubus. So, for those of you who don't know, the parademons, they actually make an appearance in Superman Dawn of Justice and Justice League, uh, the Zack Snyder version, so those th- that's what those characters are. So, clearly David Ayer did have a different direction for this movie, and honestly, this makes me hopefully... well. Hmm. This makes me give him a little bit more of the benefit of the doubt because one of the big complaints about I had about Suicide Squad is that the villain sucked. And I mean, she was just terrible, not just because Cara Delevingne is a terrible actress, but because it made no fucking sense. Literally, every single thing that happened was self-inflicted, and it's because they used the, the because of the villain. And it it just nothing made any sense. It was horrible, it was terrible. And uh, that big bad, it was the 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 incubus it was it looked crappy the fight sucked so i uh, if he had something planned with parademons all right i'll give you a little bit more of the benefit of the doubt but it still doesn't answer one of my my bigger questions i had for the movie like one of my biggest complaints i had about this movie is you showed us the flash so the flash was there and then you showed us, uh, you showed us Batman. Batman was there, so they so they both make an appearance here. So clearly, those two exist in this world, in this timeline. And then 
a city gets taken over by zombies and the Flash and Batman don't do anything about it. You know what would have been really great to, to, to help people? The Flash. The Flash would have been really awesome at getting people out of, you know, a zombie-infested area. So, uh, if it would have been Parademons, and I'm assuming then, then it would have been the New Gods, what would the Flash and Batman would have made a bigger part of it? Or were they just going to sit back and relax and be like, oh, yeah, sure. Let them have the fate of the of the entire planet in their hands. They're only fucking criminals. So, little... I'm assuming the whole story would have been very different, but yeah, let's just say not convinced. Still, you know, I still don't want to see his version, all right? Just that thing, that whole thing needs to die. The, the movie is not salvageable. Now, moving on to a movie that actually did seem salvageable because the person who made it uh, well, the person who made it didn't actually finish it. So there's a lot of controversy around Justice League, uh, the, the the movie, uh, recently, and that's because actor Ray Fisher, who played Cyborg, apparently has been having issues with director Josh Whedon. Now, th- this was all a whole Twitter thing, and it goes back to my point. Fuck Twitter. Twitter needs to die. Twitter, Nothing good comes out of Twitter. I actually had a conversation with somebody recently about it. Twitter is just basically the internet equivalent of phone cojones and nothing good comes out of it. But, um, it's, uh, apparently Ray Fisher was unhappy and he accused Joss Whedon of acting unprofessionally on the set of justice league. Cause if you guys remember Zack Snyder started, he, he was directing the movie, but uh, there was a death in his family. So he, he stepped back from, from the director role and DC hired Josh Whedon who directed the Avengers before who created Buffy, the vampire slayer angel, and he came in to finish the movie. And that's why I ha- there's a lot of issues with the theatrical release. Because you can tell that that movie has two very different visions in it. It, it. You can very clearly tell it's two different styles. They don't mesh well together. It was not great. Honestly, it's a, it, was not a, it was not a good collaboration overall. So people really want to see how the Zack Snyder version of it would have looked, and that's why people are look, really looking forward to this, and that's why people pushed for it for years, years. Anyway, now, uh, along with accusing uh, Josh Weeding with being unprofessional, he also accused some of the producers, uh, and, um, he, well, basically, well, he didn't accuse them, but he name-checked a couple of producers, Joff Jones and John Berg, and so Berg now has responded to this uh, controversy, I guess, and his response is confusing. All right, but I'll just read it to you. The claim is categorically untrue that we enabled any unprofessional behavior. Um, however, uh, Burke conceded that, okay, so that, that was his quote. I remember Fisher being upset that we wanted him to say booyah, which is a well-known saying of Cyborg in the Teen Titans animated series. This is correct. And he actually does end up saying it in the movies. So, I mean, either either they're lying or Fisher is a diva crazy person. <laughs> I, I can see how there's no in-between. Because, I mean, I, I know actors. Actors can be diva-ish and they can make a mountain out of a molehill. But to make a claim years later... Years later, the claim that Josh Whedon acted unprofessionally on the set because they asked him to say, Booyah! 
is 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 crazy. I I there's got to be something else. There's just got to be something more in there, something deeper. Now, will we hear more about it soon? Probably not. Um cuz Ray Fisher still as far as I know, he still wants to be a part of the DCCU. So after after Fisher leaves DC, after he leaves the role behind, then we may hear something about it. But right now, this is just weird, man. Uh, I don't, I don't understand any of it. I don't understand why Fisher would try to start a fight with Josh Whedon. I don't understand why he would try to start a fight with the producers who are technically his, their boss, his boss. I don't understand why he wouldn't want to say "booyah." It's, it's very confusing all around. There's gotta be way more to this story, but unfortunately, I don't think we'll hear more anytime soon. Maybe we will. I doubt it. When Fisher leaves uh, the DCCU, then we probably will get some juicy stuff. But this is honest. I'll, I'll uh, I I don't know who to tr- I don't know who to go with because I know producers and producers can be pieces of shit, and I know actors and actors can be divas. So maybe maybe it was a little bit of both. Maybe it was a little bit of both. I don't know. Or maybe also Josh Whedon has been getting really weird lately. I remember they hired him to. For him to to direct the to write and direct a, a bad girl movie, and uh, he said that he he left he left that job because he had no more stories to tell. Um, maybe he was burned out. Uh, so maybe actually something was happening, but I don't understand why why Berg wouldn't just be like, oh yeah, well Josh was going through stuff, or why wouldn't he just throw Josh under the bus? This is all very confusing, but. Honestly, if you're keeping score, it, it's <laughs> it's par for the course for DC, who just can't seem to get their shit together. It's I don't get it. So many great properties. They it, the animated universe is is on track. They're planning on doing superhero podcast, which is a great fucking idea. They just can't seem to get their shit together when it comes to movies. I don't get it. This is like it, it would be. There's huge financial incentive here for you to get your shit together. And like I mentioned before, just follow the Marvel Studios structure. What they're doing there, just do it over here with your stories. Follow their structure over here. I don't This is not that difficult. All right? God. Jesus. Anyway, that's it for today. As always, any comments, questions, or suggestions, you can find me at Dar the Show on Instagram or at SuperDarPeeredWorld. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you again next time. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.